Okay, I think we'll get started here. And uh, so, uh, welcome everyone. It is so great to be back in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we had our first walk this morning or at noon, and we had 20 people. Fantastic. Uh, I do want to thank Randall for setting that up. Uh, it was a it was an excellent experience. Randall, did you want to say a word or two about it? Thank you, Scott. Hello, artists back in virtual world there. Uh, wish you could be here with us, but glad you're able to attend virtually. You sound like you're in the room with us. That's great. And Jim there too. Yeah, welcome everyone to Sagebrush Convention. This is terrific. It's my very first time doing this. I'm really honored to be a board member now with RSBA and to contribute in these type of events. And today we had the first walking into a better future, we called it. Uh, took a nice... Uh, 15-minute walk down to the container mall area, grabbed some lunch and drink, and got to sit and socialize. 20 of us, a great gathering, and I've already met a lot of new people in the program and already learning a lot. It's terrific. Looking forward to doing more. Thank you, Scott. Fantastic. Thank you much. So I think we'll start off here with roll call. Um, Donna, would you be able to take the micro microphone around to everybody? So we'd, we'd like to hear your name and where you're from. Well, I'll start off. I'm Donna Seliger, and I'm from West Des Moines, Iowa. Randall Crosby here again, and I'm in St. Augustine, Florida, BEP operator. Uh, Ronald Floramata, Aloha from Hawaii. Aloha. 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 Oh. There you go. Norman Ota from Hawaii. Aloha. This is Glenn McCulley from Seattle and um, former vendor. Actually, it's been 28 years already since I was in the program, but life member RSVA and uh, like to come to the conference once in a while. Ed Birmingham from Chicago, Illinois. Hello, everyone. Michael Talley from Alabama. And it's Rick Morin from Waltham, Massachusetts. All right, fantastic. Thank you much, everyone. And uh, so next up would be the... Scott, we've got some people. Oh, yeah, we got people. I'm sorry, people. we uh, got to remember, man, this is a hybrid. I know. Right? I almost forgot. Shame on me. I've got to get used to that this week. So if we could have all you folks that are um, our Zoom friends, if you could uh, say hello and where you're, where you're currently at, that would be great. So I'll just call you one by one. Uh, Artis? Hey, Artis Bazin from Burbank, California. Mr. Jeff. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. Hey, Jeff. Mr. Urak. Jim Urak, Omaha, Nebraska. Phone number ending in 477, please. That would be the weird little lady from Knoxville, Tennessee, Linda Allison. Hey, Linda. Hey, Linda. Kim Venable. Hey. Kim Venable from Louisiana. Hey, Kim. Hey. Herbert. Herbert Rito from Louisiana. Hey, Herbert. Good to hear from you. Hey. All right. And I believe that's everybody. I think so, too. All right. Uh, next up would be approval of the last meeting minutes. Did we see the last meeting minutes? I'll make a motion to accept the minutes that were sent. Uh, Kim just sent them uh, 
today, so you might have missed him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Sorry about that, guys. I'm not used to being secretary. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Treasure is hard enough. <laughs> and, all right. And Jim will uh, second that motion. Speaking of which, do we want? Could we get a treasures report? Yes, we did. Yes, sir. We can. Awesome. Thank you. You haven't voted on your minutes yet. Yeah, you got a you got a um, motion in a second, but no vote. Oh, yeah, the lawyer is trying to keep it legal. You guys. <laughs> so can I? Even though I'm not a lawyer. So do we have to do we have to table the last meeting minutes till no, next? No, no, no. Um, they we went out today. To vote. A vote to accept them. Okay. Uh, can we have a motion to accept the meeting? Well, minutes? We have a motion, and we have a second on we, the floor. We just need to have the vote. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is all different. Um, I don't think you heard, but yeah, Mark yeah. made the motion and seconded it. Who seconded it? Jim. Jim. Okay, thank you, Jim. Um, so um, all in favor of accepting the last uh, meeting minutes uh, with the sign aye. 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 All opposed, same sign. Okay, the ayes have it. All right, thank you. All right, treasures report. As of uh, January 2023, the bingo account has $10,251.90. The office account has $46,170.91. Service Corp account has $188,211.83 for a total of $244,634.64. And for those of you who don't know, the RSVA bingo is being audited this week. So I'm going to be on the call today, but I won't be on the rest of the week. And the reason the gaming's auditing us is because RSVA's games are not making money. We started uh, with uh, an account of 9,000. And as you can see from the report, we're only at 10,000. Our day game, RSVA has two day games that is doing really bad. We're going to try and swap them. So I asked them to swap them, give them a night game. So far, that hasn't happened. Um, We have income tax coming, so that's going to kind of help us out. And we're going to try and do a couple of super games to try and help. And that completes my report, Mr. President. Okay, thank you very much. So I I think we had talked about... um, uh, in it for a budget, but I think we'll pass on that till next time because of all the things you got going on there. Uh, we'll have a vote on that in our next meeting. Kim, so. could, could you please send me uh, the treasurer's report so I can enter it in the minutes? I sent it to the list. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. It came out. Can it I was make like- a motion that we accept the treasurer's report? Oh, yes. Um, yep. Uh, do we have a motion to accept it? Okay. Do we have a second? I have a second. Second. Okay. All right. All in favor of accepting the treasurer's report uh, with sign of aye. 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 Opposed? Yep. Same sign? All right. The ayes have it. So, all right. That one will be accepted. All right. Uh, I did leave in here that we got a notice that our two past presidents 
passed away, um, Dan Sipple and uh, Richard Bird. Um, I did mention that we are, after this meeting, we're going to play a uh, clip of an article that Dan did back in 2018, and he was um, interviewed for a podcast, and um, all I can say is it really speaks to Dan's heart, to what he believed in, and, and um, I want to carry that out uh, going forward the best that I can, and I, I don't even think I hold up to his late standard, but I, I'm going to try. Um, he's, he's missed. So, um, so please stick around. 4.30, we're going to play that, and uh, it'll be good. So, all right, Sagebrush is here. Welcome, everyone. It's good, to, it's good to be back amongst my dear friends here at Sagebrush once again. Uh, next up, uh, we are working on our second podcast, and um, I know I have both of my... Uh, co-folks that helped put the first podcast together. Um, we've uh, got it out there, so if anybody hasn't had a chance to listen to it, um, let Artis or myself know, and we'll make sure we get you a um, link to listen to it. And we've gotten some really good comments uh, throughout the community back about uh, where that is. And uh, my thought with these are to reach out to folks who are potentially looking at our programs throughout the United States. And we really want to give them a quick flavor of what to think about for our program. And um, everybody has just been real good kind of helping us create that on this podcast. And our second one, we're going to be talking about a day in the life of a vendor, um, what we might see and experience and uh, hopefully whet those appetites a little more for those folks who are thinking about entering their state business enterprise program. So that, that's, that's what those are about, and uh, always love to hear feedback from you folks. So please do, if you get a chance, take a listen. Okay. Discussion on code of conduct. Um, Artists, we did send something out about the code of conduct, Correct. Yeah, I saw it today, even though I'm not an artist. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any questions on that or um, anything to talk about? Um, I kind of tie two things together here. We also had uh, a potential situation come up where um, we had a question about someone who was not the typical age that would come to a conference like this and so I had to do some asking and we did find out this morning that um, you only need to be 18 to come to the conference here and you can actually get a room if you have um, some kind of an ID and a card to pay the to pay the uh, damage fees so um, that was good to know. We didn't know. I, we looked it up on the website, and it said 21, but in fact, um, you can be 18. So um, kind of wondering if anybody has any thoughts on that as well, any concerns, any, anything we should be thinking about, because, um, you know, like I said, I did check with this casino, and 18 is legal. But um, does anybody have any thoughts on that? Well, 
right. And um, yeah, if anyone would want to attend that's under 18, I think they, uh, they should require that an adult be with them. That's what ACB requires for their uh, conferences. So, but I think 18 and over, I don't think there's, you know, anything we can um, really do about that legally. I mean, right. I, I think that kind of becomes the hotel's issue. Um, I'm sorry, did I hear a comment from the other part of the room? Right, exactly. That, that, that does fall on them. So um, as long as they're legal to check in and legal to come in to the conference center area here, um, that's, that would be my concern. And anything else that would happen would fall on the hotel's responsibility. But um, um, just wondering if, if we need to follow the same rules that ACB does, and uh, they would have to have a guardian with them unless they're 21. Artists, is that something we have to vote on? Um, if we want to add it to our code of conduct, yeah, we have to vote on it. Okay. If it's just uh, something we want to, you know, um, so I don't, and I don't know that we can control that, you know, if they're under 21, that they have to have guardian. I, I think, you know, we can say if they're under 18, but I don't know that we can say it since the hotel allows it you know, um, between 18 and 21, so. Okay, so I, I guess I I'll... Mean, we can state it, but I don't know that we can control it, uh, is what I'm saying, because legally, I think, right. you know, they'd be allowed to. So does anybody want to put out a motion, or do we want to just let this go on? Um, does anybody like to make a motion on this? Any discussion? Mr. President, yes. I would like to move that we include the uh, statement on uh, entrance into the hotel in, in our meetings per the wording of the ACB uh, Code of Conduct. All right. I have a motion on the floor. Do I have a second? So, so you're saying um, as the under, anyone under 18, is that what you're meaning, Donna? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. All right, do I have a second? I don't know if it's in their code of conduct, but I think it's in their, con uh, it might be in their convention policy. I don't know, I'll have to ask. I can ask Janet to make sure, you know, but we can add it to ours anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. I can second it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, let's take a vote. Um, all in favor of adding this to our code of conduct, um, with the sign of aye. 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 Any, aye. Op any opposed? Same sign. All right. The ayes have it. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Definitely board members, uh, the next up, um, I, I am asking for volunteers for this week because um, 
we're going to need help with things like um, being at the doors to make sure people have their badges and all those kind of things. So uh, when you see that opportunity to step up and, and help us out, we'd sure appreciate it right now. Um, it's just... Uh, Mr. President? Yes. We have uh, acquired at least four volunteers from the Las Vegas area. Oh, wonderful. That, that will help, and I will plan to be at the door to make sure everybody wears their badge. Wonderful. So so if there's an opportunity for you to help, just uh, talk to Donna. She's become our uh, volunteer coordinator. So um, please, uh, if you get the opportunity to help out, we, we, we appreciate it so much. It makes the whole program go so much better. Um, Scott? Yes. Uh, I sent you um, three of the names, and if you can turn those into Alan, and he can make them a volunteer badge. Yes, and I got to talk to Alan about that. I just haven't had a chance. It's been kind uh, no of problem. Here. I just wanted to make sure you got it. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh. And I will talk to him about that. Yes. Sure. Yep, thank you. All right. All right. Next up, the summer convention in Schaumburg. Um, we are wondering as we um, go through this convention, uh, does anybody have any thoughts to uh, what they'd like to see in, in our summer convention? Ideas? Anything hot topic that we maybe didn't get a chance to do uh, here at Sagebrush that we could look at for summer? Um, Janet called me today and wanted to confirm if we want to um, do our comedy night, um, our karaoke night, and our casino night at the convention. And I said I would um, make sure um, this afternoon at this meeting that those are still um, uh, of interest to everyone, period. I know our our uh, comedian last year was uh, totally uh, <laughs> a dead, a dead duck, but um, she has a recommendation for one, and she's also going to ask the Chicago folks for recommendations because the company we've been using, this uh, Omaha one, was terrible. And I let her know that we weren't happy. So, Yeah, Artis, I would agree with you on that. I, and I live here. I thought that was... Uh, RSVA got the shaft job on that thing. It was, a, well, I think, a half hour, and it wasn't even right. worth the money. Right, and it wasn't even a good half hour. No. Um, I mean, he didn't, um, you know, it was obvious he hadn't met a blind person in his life, and he made some real inappropriate comments, and, yeah, he was, yeah, it was, it was terrible. But uh, Janet has one that she's going to recommend, uh, who would actually be cheaper, too, as far as that goes. And she's going to ask the uh, Chicago folks. Um, so if you all are on board, you know, um, these are our fundraisers during convention, um, the comedy night, the karaoke and the um, uh, casino night are all fundraisers um, or, you know, at the conventions. So um, if everybody's on board with that, I'll tell her because she's writing an article about the summer convention. She just wanted to add the things she knows that are coming, you know, in that article. So that's why she asked me. So, well, I'm I'm definitely biased, but I'm I'm looking forward to the karaoke again. I I love that portion <laughs> of it, <laughs> but I'm a little biased. That's that's kind of right up my alley. 
I can't sing worth a hoot, but hey, you know, I can, I can put people in pain for a few minutes, you know, it's, it's all right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm not hearing anything from the audience, so I think we'll continue our plan and, and uh, do that again this year. We generally also always ask uh, where we have a convention, we ask their state agency to uh, the BEP program talk about it. And if any vendors from that state want to participate on a panel, we ask them to. I'm going to have to mute because I'm getting a call coming in here. Okay. Anybody have any last thoughts on the summer convention? And I, God, what's those, what's those dates for that convention? I didn't catch that question. What was the date? It's June 30th to July 6th, I believe, whatever that Friday is. It ends on the Thursday, but there's tours on the Friday. Okay, thanks. Fourth of July is on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And since we are at Sagebrush, and I'm definitely going to talk more about this tomorrow, but um, if you know of any folks that have been working on the Sagebrush Committee, be sure to thank them because um, uh, this year has been kind of a challenge just uh, getting the rust off of the wheels to get things rolling again. It's, uh, it's new, it's different, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge, and I, I personally want to thank artists for being in the background and always helping us put things uh, back on track here. So, artists, thank you so much for what you do for RSVA, for sure, and um, definitely thank everybody else who's on the Sagebrush Committee because we meet quite often and we have some good discussions about things that we want to see on the board. So, um, yeah, it's good. And we always welcome more people on the... Uh uh, committee, just call Scott and let him know you're interested. Uh, I would, I would love to have you. We we try to have a good time. Besides doing some very serious work, I think we try to have a little fun as well. So, um, it's it's a great group to be with, and I'm just so appreciative of everybody that comes on and they do some amazing things, and that, that's why this conference is so good. So, okay. Does anybody have any additional new business they wanted to bring up? Can I make a comment? Yeah. Mr. President? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Randall. It's Randall Crosby. I just want to take the opportunity to say, also since Scott brought it up, uh, I served on the subcommittee this year for the first time and enjoyed the work being done. And it's an opportunity to learn more about what goes on behind the scene with RSVA and sagebrush convention there's a lot more to it than any one of us could imagine uh i thank scott and artists jointly for their work on this and i know it's been a challenge this year uh losing certain people leadership quite a bit this year and things like that so puts more work on artists and scott and i've been able to watch that process and working with <clears throat> linda allison and donna so many people on the panel and committee but Glad to be a part of it. So I just want to mention that. And thanks again to everyone who's participated. And I'm looking forward to having fun this week <laughs> and learn something too. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Randall. 
So, yeah, I, I, I can't say it enough. I just appreciate all the help we get. That's what makes this thing good. So, uh, anybody have any legislative updates? Again, this is where Dan always had something to bring to the table, and we sure missed that. But does anybody have anything legislatively that they want to bring up? Um, okay. I'm going to hand the microphone over here. I'll bring it over to you. Hold on. All right, from Hawaii, last Tuesday there was a hearing at the State House of Representatives on total ban of plastic bottles. I don't know about the other states, but according to Miles, it passed at the House uh, Committee on Environment, so it's going to go up to another level. Judiciary. Uh, there were several opposition, but <laughs> the committee members. It was I, if I remember right, the score was four-one in favor of the total ban. So we will monitor this uh, bill. Mahalo. All right, thank you. Anybody else have anything legislatively that they've heard or have concerns about that's come up? Because uh, this, is, this is the strength. We can kind of reach out in all directions and, and hear new things. And I have to say on my front, I can't think of anything too much. Um, certainly there's always that discussion about the $1,000 minimum that uh, we continue to keep waiting for some strong answers. And I don't know that we've gotten them yet. But um, anybody have anything else? This is Jeff. Can I ask a question of Ron? Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Um, Ron, is that ban for the state completely or just for state buildings? What, how would that work? Uh, statewide. Yeah, see, that isn't as bad in a sense because it doesn't penalize vendors more than other restaurateurs, for example. So in a sense, it's better. The other thing related to that is, it's my understanding that they are coming closer and closer to relatively um, inexpensive recyclable plastic. So the day uh, isn't supposedly too far off when that will be more and more prevalent. But until that comes, you know, uh, legislation such as you, they are looking at in Hawaii is certainly going to be uh, something to, you know, be considered by other states as well. In the uh, discussion during the hearing, there was a good explanation uh, made by a representative from the beverage um, sector. I believe those are Pepsi, Coke, and they mentioned that they are using PET plastic and it's recyclable. Actually, we are paying, they call it high five program, Hawaii five cents, but it's now six cents. Whenever you buy from Pepsi or Coke or uh, any plastic bottles, you pay six cents on top of the uh, uh, wholesale price. And whoever gets that used plastic bottle can recycle it, get back uh, five cents. 
So it has been uh, uh, recommended before, but it didn't pass. And now it is resurrected. So we don't know what the status would be after this. Thank you. Okay. Um, did I hear Linda speak up too? Yes, sir. Um, I, I was just going to bring up, and I, I don't know a whole lot about it because I haven't had a chance to research it, but the whole 75% healthy vending um, on federal property. Okay. Um, Are you, are you um, asking if anybody's heard any more about it? Is that what we're asking? Yes. Yeah, if there has been any updates on whether or not the White House is backing off on it or if it's still being pushed. Okay. Does anybody have any answer to that? I, I guess I'm not quite familiar with that. Linda, could you repeat the question one more time? Uh, yes, sir. Um, there was, uh, my understanding is that the White House was, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was, uh, if, if it's best to say pushing for or proposing uh, implementing a, set, a requirement for 75% healthy vending. Oh, healthy um, vending, okay. In, in machines on federal property. Okay. No, I, 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 I got to say, I have not heard about that. Um, no, I, I, it's interesting how that keeps coming up, but um, yeah. All right. We will keep our ears open for that. All right. Anybody have anything else legislatively? Okay. Well, certainly if you um, folks hear of anything, be sure to drop an email to us so we can uh, get the word out and find out. So, all right. Health and wellness. Does anybody have anything um, health and wellness wise? So I, I, I know that Artis is sounding a whole lot better talking to her. So Artis, I hope it's all going well for you. Yeah, it's been going pretty well. Um, the last hospital visit, they kept me in until the infection was gone. Um, but at my appointment on Friday, um, they took more samples and evidently I must have um, an infection again because they just ordered me a new prescription today. So, <laughs> ah. But they want to keep on top of it, not let it get as bad as it was last time. So um, I... Um, for the rest of you, I told Scott, but um, they are doing imaging on Friday to determine if there's any functioning in my left kidney. If there's not, they're gonna remove my left kidney instead of trying to do the, um, um, taking the large kidney stone out since it's almost as large as a kidney because they're, they don't think there's any function, but they wanna make sure before they make that decision. So hopefully that'll, go good and then no no more and hopefully i can get done with this process mm -hmm. 
That'll be great. Well, thank you for the update, artists. Um, Kim, are you still on? How is your husband doing? Is there any updates you can give us on him? Um, yes, sir. He goes on the 14th. For they, they have moved him to a monthly visit as opposed to three times a week because all his statistics, all his vitals from his labs were all great. Good. On the 27th of February, they will do another um, bone marrow biopsy. That's his 100th day, and that, that'll give the details of how well the transplant has went. And at four months, he starts his six-month baby shots for his immune system. So far, he's doing great with everything. It, it, it's, it's been an uphill battle, but um, we've gotten through this past year, and we'll keep on going with the help of God. All right. Well, good. It, it sounds like uh, things are looking up there, so we're, we're glad to hear that, and uh, we'll continue to hold Tommy in our thoughts and prayers for sure. So. Yes, sir. The original prognosis is they didn't expect him to come out the hospital alive in April. Wow. So we've come a long way. <laughs> no kidding. That's great. All right. Anybody have anybody else in mind that uh, may be struggling with some health issues? Any, any thoughts about um, certainly anybody who's passed on here as well because um, we have lost a few good members. And um, Donna, did you want to read something? Okay. We've got something, uh, Donna's got something here she'd like to share, so. This is an article that I wrote for the bulletin, which is the Iowa Council of the United Blind um, quarterly newspaper. And I titled it, Aloha Warren. My husband Bob and I traveled to Hawaii many times over our 30-year marriage. We met Warren and Julie early on and found them to be a warm and interesting couple. On several of our visits to the islands, we enjoyed the hospitality of the Hawaii Association of the Blind before their annual convention. I can picture Warren sitting on a low table, parent, small space parent, swinging his legs to music and singing along with friends. Warren and Julie founded the HAB, then an affiliate of the National Federation of the Blind, parent and a parent. Early on, several state and special interest groups met in Las Vegas and talked about forming our own organization. As it turned out, all of the groups found a home with the American Council of the Blind. Warren played an important role in the organization while making and keeping long-lasting friendships. The HAB early on, at Warren's insistence, developed a war chest because he knew as some, at some point the money would be needed to fight for the rights of blind Hawaiians when they were up against the state to keep the vending facility at the next page. At the Honolulu International Airport, the war chest came in handy. Unfortunately, HAB Ultimately, not unfortunately, ultimately, HAB won the battle and employed several blind Hawaiians at the facility. Warren was a very wise leader 
of the HAB until he stepped down and gave the reins to Philo too. Warren and Philo made an outstanding organization grow over the years. Philo left us first, leaving, uh, having, I'm sorry, having battled cancer, and now we mourn the loss of Warren Toyama. It is my hope HAB will thrive and grow from the knowledge and wisdom Warren uh, promoted. Aloha, Warren. You will be missed by so many who knew and loved you. Aloha, Donna. Great. Thank you, Donna. That was just great. That was just a great remembrance. Um, could we get a copy of that to share with, um, with our, our group? Oh, awesome. Thank you. We'll make sure that we get a Get that up on our website as well. So, yes, right here. Yep, here comes the microphone. Hey, brother, I'm here to work. All right, fantastic. All right. Yeah, I do. Yep, it's been a, been been a number of years. All right, any. Uh, Anything else? Otherwise, I think we will close up for, for this year. And um, does anybody have any other thoughts, concerns, things they are looking for? Okay. All right. Wonderful. That, that, That's why we're here. We're glad to have you. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to working with you folks, and I think united we're always better than working separately. Um, so. I didn't hear that. Um, wasn't on the microphone. Oh, here. I'm going to give him the mic. He can say it again. <clears throat> My name is Zachary Snow. I was a member of this board. I left. I'm a board member of the National Association of Blind Merchants. I'm the Accessibility Task Force Chairman of the National Association of Blind Merchants. Scott and I have worked together. We are teammates. And what we're going to do is we're going to come and we're going to work. And what we want to do is we want to work together. We have so many issues that we can't beat if we fight against each other. As a board member of the Kool-Aid drinking organization, I love you guys. That's why I said that. Nikki Gekos is awesome. We have fought. We have had blind parents had their kids taken away from them and we have fought to get them back. We passed laws in 48 states. I have worked with, with Scott. I love Scott. Yeah. Right? We're good folks. We're not here for a confrontation. We're not here for anything. What we want to do is work together. And as a blind person that used to be a part of this board, and now I'm a part of the other board, I want you to understand that 
It's not a war. It's a lie. What we want to do is we want to work together. We love you guys. For real. Promise. We're not here to interrupt. We're not here to disrupt. We're not here to do anything. What we want to do is we want to work together. And if anybody wants to work for blind people, I'm here to support you. All right. Thank you, Zach. All right. Well, well, thank you for that. And um, certainly we'll be looking forward to some bridges that we could take a look at and work on crossing together. So, absolutely. All right. What's that? Yep. All right. Well, I think with that, um, we will close with this portion of the meeting. And um, we'll wait a few minutes. And we do have the presentation um, about the podcast that we did with Dan. And we'd like to play that at 4.30 here. So, um, so we'll now, just take... are we going to stay on Zoom, too, during the uh, sessions for Richard and uh, Dan? I forgot to ask. Rick, will they be able to stay on? Yes, okay. Yep, they will be able to, you'll be able to stay on. So we'd ask that you, you guys hang tight for a couple minutes and I'm going to open up the doors if anybody else would like to come in and listen. So, um, but yeah, I, I think we'll close this session out. So um, if nobody has anything else, we'll take a little 10 minute break and we'll come back and play our tape. So. Oh, we do have refreshments up in the corner, up in the uh, left-hand corner up here. So please help yourself to that because those cookies smell amazing. So, all right. Thank you all. And uh, we'll take a little 10-minute break here. Okay. So uh, just a few words about Dan. You know, um, it was an incredibly tragic day when I learned that Dan had passed. And... Um, Life is definitely different without him. I, I know coming into the casino yesterday, I was looking for him winning on one of the machines out front of the, the hall out here. And uh, um, I just happened to be talking to our uh, gentleman we're working with putting the podcast together. And he said, you know, we've got one of Dan from 2018. And I said, oh, I got to go and listen to it. And I was so powerfully moved by what he said. I just wanted to share that with the group. So... Uh, with that, I would like to have the, the podcast started here, and um, uh, it's, it's just something to enjoy, listen to, and think about how Dan was so serious about not only RSVA, but just um, us as vendors in general. So um, with that, we'll take a listen to what Dan had to say in his own words. Welcome to a Job Insights Extra. And with us today, we have Dan Sipple. He's the president of the Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, RSVA. And you can find RSVA on the web at www.randolph-shepard.org. 
Thanks for joining us at the Randall Shepherd's Vendors of America Sagebrush Convention, Las Vegas. What is the Business Enterprise Program? It is an operation, part of the Randolph Shepard Act, that allows you to own and operate your own business. Check out your state services, your DVR, and find out more about the Business Enterprise Program. And right now, please welcome Dan Sipple. Welcome to Blind Abilities. I'm Jeff Thompson, and I'm here in Las Vegas, and I'm at the Randolph Shepard Vendors of America Convention, Sagebrush, and I have the privilege of talking to the president, Dan Sipple. How are you doing? Real good, real good. Can't complain if I did. Nobody care or listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so can you give us an overview of the Sagebrush Convention? Sagebrush has been going for about 37 years now as a entity of its own for many years and for the last dozen of years it's been under our umbrella of um, Randolph Shepherd Vendors of America, RSVA. And we've been holding it here at the Golden Nugget for the last 12 years. Prior to that, uh, it was floated around Las Vegas. And prior to that, it uh, was floated around the country in Reno and uh, South Carolina, New York, wherever. And the group decided that they liked Las Vegas because of the proximity and availability of hotel rooms, convention space, and flight availability in and out because we are a national organization, uh, members from every state in the union. And what kind of work do you do at these conventions? We try to bring the best out of everyone. Not everyone realizes their full potential. And sometimes there's reluctance or feeling that, well, somebody else can do this better. No, we are good business people. We are the best business people. We just happen to be blind. And we want to bring that out of our blind vendors. So we bring in top quality speakers to encourage them to take care of their customers. Customer service is utmost in any business, in particular the blind vending community and the food service industry. As you know, um, in the food service industry, your reputation is only as good as your last sandwich you served. And we try to encourage people to stay on top of that, regardless whatever state government or federal government feels or interferes with or tries. We educate our legislators. We are an advocacy group. And we are an assistance group, but we advocate um, on a state and local level, on a federal level, to improve the, the abilities of the blindness community and to create job opportunities for the blindness. As we all know, there are approximately 72% of the blindness communities unemployed. That's wrong. That is unrealistic, uh, and there's no reason for it. We just happen to have poor vision, but we do have insight and we do have foresight. And we know how to run a business better than most other businesses. Most small businesses start up 90% fail in the first two years and 80% fail in the first year as a rule of thumb. Blind vendors, once they have their heart into it, rarely fail. I've been to uh, quite a number of retirement parties for a blind vendor over the years. And it's usually a rather solemn event with a large number of people gathered around a large wooden box. Yeah, people fall in love with the program, and we just want to give the younger generations that opportunity to have the same feeling of satisfaction that we've all enjoyed and uh, been able to provide for our families over um, since 1934, since the enactment of the Randolph Shepard Act. If someone was interested in the business enterprise program, what would you suggest for them to do? The business enterprise program is created under federal law. However, every state operates 
an autonomous nature. So in, in essence, there are 50 Randolph Shepard programs. Um, and in most states, the, the federal law gives blind vision impaired priority for all food and vending service in federal buildings. Most states, and not all states, have adopted what we call a mini Randolph Shepard Act. And that gives priority in all state buildings. And some have gone further and give priority in all county owned buildings, county operated buildings. And this creating more opportunities uh, for those that want to venture out on their own. And we fully understand that uh, even in the, the non-disability world, the sighted world, not everyone chooses to own and operate a business. This gives us the opportunity to operate one. It's uh, very unique uh, in the sense that um, we own our businesses, but yet the government owns the equipment, provides the equipment for us. We manage the business as if we were sole proprietorship, but we have the flexibility of being a sole proprietor, C-Corp, S-Corp, or whatever, you, it's your choice. It's for life. Once you're in the program, you have the option of staying in for life, and most people do, because it is just a very unique opportunity to provide for your family and for all your employees, that, and you can employ other disability groups. It's unique, there's no other program in the world that like it, that provides such a flexibility of freedom. You, know, you choose how big you want to get, you choose how you want to service your customers, as long as uh, you do it to the best of your abilities. So if someone wanted to get involved, they get a hold of their state agency, and I suppose they have vigorous, uh, rigorous uh, training for someone who might not know what they're going to get into. So is there a process for that? Um, yeah, every state operates a little differently, but you have to go through your individual state, where your state of residency, and uh, work through the uh, vocational rehabilitation department within your state, your uh, VR counselor, and they will inform you. And I'll have to be honest, a lot of um, VR counselors may not be fully aware of our program, so the more you can learn as an individual about the program, before you approach your VR counselor, the better. But there are a lot of VR uh, people that are fully aware of our program and can help you, and we do provide training. Being there are 50 different programs, because there are 50 different states, that's one of the foundations of Sagebrush training program, is that we provide a uniform training. Uh, we bring in speakers from all across the country and all across the industry, so that everybody has access to as much information as possible, not just what their individual state provides on a local level. Well, Dan, thank you very much for coming on and speaking with Blind Abilities here and sharing with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity to speak with you. So if you're interested in the Business Enterprise Program, becoming your own business owner, entrepreneur, check it out with your Division of Vocational Rehab, your state services for the blind, and see what they can do for you. Be sure to check out the Randolph Shepard Vendors of America website. That's www.randolph-shepard.org. A big thank you. That was fantastic. I, I just, um, it, it's just like Dan is standing next to me telling us all over again and again and again about what he believes in and RSVA and how important this all is. So, um, does anybody have anything they'd like to add about Dan since we're, um, had a chance to listen to him once again? Thank goodness for recordings these days. But, uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to share about maybe the time you met Dan or something Dan said to you or that kind of thing? 
Does anybody have any thoughts they'd like to share? Yes, Mr. Okay. This is Randall Crosby, board member with RSVA, and that was terrific just to hear Dan, and it was as if he's right in the room with us. He just had a way of expressing himself and speaking what he thinks and, and putting that message out to where people can understand it. And uh, I feel very blessed and honored because I only became a board member in January. I'm very new to this uh, working on the national platform, even though I've been a BEP operator for many years now in Florida. But I had two occasions to speak with Dan on the phone. I can remember I actually asked Scott when I was new to this. I said, would it be hard if I called Dan? I wasn't sure if I should call him or not, honestly. Scott said, oh, of course, call him up. He'll be glad to talk to you. And just to have that time to listen to him, it was terrific. I'm glad I got those two conversations on the phone. And he just started talking about Randolph Shepard. And I knew I was really in the presence of someone real special. So all I could do was I told myself, don't say a word. Listen. Just listen to this man talk. And I just couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> it was great. I'm thankful I had that time with him. And we do miss him. May he rest in peace. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Randall. Anybody else have any thoughts about about Dan that they'd like to share? Oh, I got a hand up over here. Um, Artis. Yeah, go ahead, Artis. Okay, I just wanted to say that um, it was a pleasure working with Dan uh, for so many years. I really um, enjoyed his. Um, and respected what he said. If you had a question, he always had an answer, and he was always very thoughtful. He didn't just jump out with uh, something quickly. He really thought it out and um, gave a good answer. And I still remember going to Las Vegas, getting at Sagebrush, and the first night he always wanted to go out for a steak dinner, and and then... He always liked to do the slots, and um, we'll miss him at Sagebrush going in. And I know I'm not able to make it in person this year, but I know um, Dan's not being there would be one big um, item that is going to be missing from now on. He handled the exhibitors, and he did such a great job you know, working with people, and I really respected that. Same with the summer convention. I mean, he was always welcoming to new people, to ACBers that didn't know anything about the vending program. He was always willing to share what he knew and encourage people to get involved in the Randolph Shepherd program. And that was a good thing. I think we all can remember that and maybe um, do more of it ourselves. Thanks. What I remember, this is Donna Seliger, what I remember is Dan was reasonably tall and I'm reasonably short. <clears throat> and Dan would always say to me, Donna, stand up. <laughs> Boy, if that doesn't sound like Dan. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything? Yes, I got another hand here. Okay. This is Kathy Welsh, and I've been a volunteer for a number of years. And Dan never treated me like a volunteer. I mean, he always had great 
respect for all the volunteers, and he was just so much appreciated, and he always had such a great sense of humor, and he will surely be missed. Thank you. Does anybody else have any thoughts they'd like to share about Dan? Okay. Aloha, uh, Ronald Flormata from Hawaii. Okay, this uh, last year I started my uh, operation at the Kona International Airport and I wanted to try something new like, uh, I don't know if it's unusual for an international airport to don't have a coffee shop industry in Kona. So I... Um, tried to talk to some vendors and I left a message on Dan's cell phone in Wisconsin and he called me back <laughs> you know, just like hey, you need help? I'm here to help. He called me, he gave me some tips on running a uh, hot coffee beverage vending machine uh, the the nuances of running it. It's not like uh, the regular uh, refrigerated machine, all the uh, intricacies of it, uh, cream, sugar, and all that. What I'm trying to say is, you know, he can talk about macro stuff and he can talk about micro and he's very accommodating, very friendly. And you just have to listen, like Randall said. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thank you. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to share about Dan? I know for myself, I had many, many, many conversations with Dan. He was, he was my mentor. I, um, <laughs> one funny story I can tell about Dan was... Um, so I think in 2014, if my memory is right, um, I think he asked me to join the Sagebrush group and putting a, the convention together. And I told him I was honored. That was quite an quite a accomplishment for me to be asked to join this group because I knew the good things they had done. I knew the time it took. Um, Dan had a little of an idea what I was, you know, that I kind of knew some things. And um, so I, I joined the group, learned a lot, an awful lot from this group. And the next September or August, somewhere in there, I get a phone call from Dan. So I called Dan back, and I'm like, what's up, Dan? Well, he starts in with this five-minute soliloquy about this, that, and the other. And I said, okay, Dan, <laughs> hold up a second. What are you asking me here? You're trying to ask me something, and I can't understand what you're asking me. And he says, oh, I really would like you to take over a sagebrush. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just one of those things I never forgot. I mean, he was trying to be so correct and ask me all these things. And I'm like, let's get to the heart of the matter. What are you asking me here? And, and you know, in Dan's way, he asked me to join. And I, I have not looked back. It was quite an honor. It's been a privilege to be chair of sagebrush. And... Um, I learned so much from him, and I, I could have a harebrained idea. I could call him and say, Dan, what do you think of this? 
and he'd always listen, and he'd always give his honest opinion, and it never, he never once told me that's a crazy idea. Why would you even think of something like that? I mean, he was always encouraging, and he would maybe say, well, maybe um, if you look at it this way, or, you know, he'd put in his two cents about it. And I always appreciated that about Dan. He was always open, always open to ideas and thoughts and just any kind of discussion. He was always open to it. So that's what meant a lot to me. I miss him terribly. It's, it, was, it was a sad day. Um, I was in my truck, and when I got the phone call, I just told my driver, stop, stop, stop. I said, I, I, I got to read this text again. And I read it three times, and I thought I had read it wrong all three times, and I read it again and said the same thing. And Yeah. yeah. That was, that was a tough day. It was a tough week. But uh, just uh, if I encourage you all, just keep, keep what we heard from Dan directly from his thought process in mind about who we are, what we're trying to do, and how important this all is. So um, with that, anybody else have anything you'd like to share? Hey, Scott. Yeah, Linda. Hey, yeah, I'll make this short because you know how long-winded I can be, but I'll, I'll make this short. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I, I have to thank Dan because um, I would not be part of RSVA if it had not been for him. Um, I met him at Legislative in Washington, and uh, we would go out and smoke um, <laughs> and uh, solve the world's problems. And um, he was extremely, like everybody has said, knowledgeable and dedicated to the program. And a vacancy came up on the board for a director, and he said, will you take the interim? And I was just like, oh, good Lord, why? Why would you want me on there? Um, but uh, anyway, that's, that's how it all started, and I have him to thank for it, and um, he will sorely, he'll be sorely missed, for sure. All right. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, Donna. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I don't want to belittle anything, but I think we should recommend, recommend, recognize uh, Richard Bird. He became president, and I was his secretary. I thought the world of Richard, and I, he just was there for everybody. So it's going to be missed, and I'm sure that um, Joe will miss him also. So thank you, Richard. Yes, and certainly if anybody has any thoughts about Richard, we can share those too. I, 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 I was to the point where Richard was starting to, um, he and I were starting to really get to know each other on a much deeper level, and unfortunately... Life took that opportunity away. Uh, There's so much I could have learned from him, and I just never had the opportunity. But what I knew of Richard, he was a fabulous guy. Again, I, I, I learned a few things from him, but I think I could have learned a lot more with some time with him. And uh, I always always was impressed with his tenacity. Even at the end, he still, he still had some fight in him, and uh, I'm always going to remember that. So... Certainly, if anybody has anything they want to share about Richard as well, we could talk about him as well. So. Um, this is Artis. I, I knew Richard for many, many years because I started attending Sagebrush in uh, 1981, or 1982, the second year. And uh, Richard was always uh, 
vibrant part of the sagebrush um, organizing group that started it. He was one of the ones with Kay Poe that uh, worked for years with the sagebrush. And I always appreciated his uh, tenacity in staying with it, you know, for as long as he did um, before, you know, turning it over to other people. But him and Jill were a great couple and we were lucky to be able to get together with them a few times. And um, it was it was wonderful to, to see him happy um, with uh, Jill and so sad when, you know, he got COVID and um, got so gravely ill and all the complications. But he was, you know, part of RSVA for many, many years and uh, was president for four years and also did a, um, a great job of trying to get uh, new people into the program and try to work with Ohio to make Ohio's program the best program um, in their state. So um, I agree, you know, Richard um, was um, a great person and a great vendor as well. We'll definitely miss both um, Dan and Richard. It's so sad that they died within the, the same week of each other. It was just really a sad week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was a tremendous blow to RSBA, and um, yeah, I just can't thank you all for sharing memories of both of them enough. Um, we never, we never want to forget who opened the door for us here, and who put in so many hours, so much of their own personal time and effort, and um, for both of those guys, I know if you went with them to them with a question. Uh, you weren't left with anything. There was always an answer, and uh, it always impressed me. So they just uh, had a way about them that was just fantastic, and uh, we do miss them. So any any last thoughts on Richard or Dan? Dan, this is, or uh, Scott, this is Rick, if I could say a couple things. Yeah, please. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Rick Morin. Uh, I'm with ACB Media. And this has been formerly ACB Radio. We've been broadcasting the Sagebrush Conference now for, I think this is our ninth year, and, and I've done all of them. Um, every year, Dan always started the conference the same way, and I just, it, it always struck me as so wise, and, you know, and, and he always did it with such kindness, like only Dan Sipple could do, he would always get up there and say, well, folks, wake, uh, welcome to Sagebrush. We're here to learn, but in order to learn, we may need to unlearn some things. And, and um, you know, he, he never said that in a threatening way. It was always, you know, it, it was his way of saying, Let's approach things with an open mind. You know, just because we've always done things the way we've done them in the past doesn't mean it has to be the way we do things in the future. Dan, I, I, everybody that I've talked to about Dan, Dan, as far as I was concerned, was, was one of the nicest people I ever met, um, I ever got to know. Uh, he was kind. He was generous. He knew how to say thank you. Um, I, I, I look 
forward so much uh, every year to come in the sagebrush, not because it's Las Vegas, but because of all of the way that I've been treated over the years, and ACB Media has been treated with such respect. And uh, when I heard Dan died, I started to cry. Um, it, it just hit me so hard. So um, rest in peace, Dan. I first met Richard through Donna, and um, Donna said, well, I can't go to dinner. I have company. And uh, he says, bring her along. And I tried to pay for my own meal, and he said, absolutely not. He was the most loving, giving person I think I've ever met in my entire life. And every time I would come, he'd ask Donna, you make sure that Kathy comes with you. And... He just, I'm really going to miss him. I really came to know and love him very much. And like Dan, they will both be greatly missed. All right, thank you. I think with that, we'll wrap it up. We'll try to keep both Dan and Richard and certainly some other folks we'll be talking about this week in our memories. Um, certainly they'll continue to drive us to be better, to uh, work a little harder, dig a little deeper, and um, be the greatest people we can be. I don't know how else to say it, but that's what Dan would have wanted for all of us, to be those shining stars. And I, I'm certainly surrounded by people that are, and I can't thank all of you enough. And um, it's all because of Dan. It is. So um, with that, I'm... Looking forward to seeing you all later this evening, 7 o'clock, across the hall. We're going to have our um, meet and greet, and we'll have some music going. We'll have some hors d'oeuvres, possibly an adult beverage if you choose to partake in one. And uh, looking forward to that. We can talk a little, reminisce a little more about Dan and Richard and any, any of our other folks that we've lost. And uh, Terry, certainly. We haven't even talked about Terry. But maybe we'll talk a little bit about Terry uh, this evening and um, give us a chance to share about him, too. Another great leader, another man that um, is responsible for me being here. Um, his kindness, unbelievable. I mean, Terry was one of those guys with two sides. He kind of had that little rough exterior that kind of caught your attention, but he had a heart of gold. That man was unbelievable. Yep, he was. He was totally a big teddy bear. But um, with that, I think we'll wrap it up for this afternoon. Thank you all for joining. Looking so forward to our opening day tomorrow. And, um, yeah, any, uh, any thoughts, Rick? Anything else that we need to cover? Well, if you don't like the music tonight, blame Scott. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and, have a, and have some extra appetizers and a drink for me and Kevin. <laughs> and, and, and please, uh, this week, Take a chance, buy one of those 50-50 raffle tickets. we got folks selling them, and uh, that's an important part of what we do. And Yep, and we've got some, so don't, uh, don't miss that opportunity. Uh, you never know. You're speaking to a winner here. I, uh, last, the last time we were together, I won the 50-50, so you never know. It can happen to anybody. So, All right, with that, thank you all, and we're looking forward to seeing you later on this evening. <laughs>